You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. I want you to know that the mothership has landed. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, my brother? I want permission to come aboard the mothership. Asking permission to join a sports talk spaceship? Well, we're all a little crazy. The mothership has connected. The mothership. Happy Tuesday to you, North America. The mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour cosmic cocktail party. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York City. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta. Fresno to Philly. Kalamazoo and Waterloo hey, are on the air. They listening, D.A. Everything we saying, D.A. Everything. How we doing, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you dropping on by. Good show lined up for you this morning. Coming up, we've got... Jerry Palm, who's going to join us, college football analyst for CBS Sports. He'll drop on by here on the show coming up in hour number four. It's a Tuesday, which means it's a trash Tuesday. We'll get to our trashes next hour on the show, but we welcome yours throughout the morning. What's bugging you? Tweet at me, DA on CBS or on the phone at 855-212-4227. In 20 minutes, your best audio of the day, sound check. In 40 minutes, what is going on with J.C. Jackson? We begin on Monday Night Football, where the Cincinnati Bengals entered Monday night against the Rams, a rematch of the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, at home in Cincinnati at 0-2. We know that calf isn't quite 100% for Joe Burrow. It has clearly affected him through the first two weeks. It has affected the Bengals' offense in a big way. And last night... You saw Cincinnati trying to adjust to it. A lot of short drops, quick reads, not forcing Burrow to stand in the pocket and make plays. Snap, get it out. Snap, get it out. And when he did drop back to pass and look downfield, he was errant. He was scattershot. He missed a lot of throws. It was not a great night for the Bengals, specifically on offense. Just 19 points they put up, and Burrow threw 49 times last night for only 259 yards, no touchdowns, and an INT. He had 23 incompletions. But it's a 19-16 win by the Bengals. And so did they save their season? It's where we begin. You're cold open. The Rams at their own 30. Stafford back to throw, has to scramble, sidearm, boom! 
Picked, picked off. Yeah. Intercepted at the 41 by Logan Wilson. And the Bengals will start in Rams territory with 338 left in the half. That our guys, you know, managed this game well. It, it starts really with the defense. The defense set the tone first in the first half while the offense was trying to get their feet underneath them. Um, you know, and so to hold them to what six points at halftime, I think it was, and then allow the offense to go out and, and, and start to get some momentum and play with a two score lead. Um, that's the type of football game we're used to playing. Burrow gives to Mixon. Joe finds get room in. up get the in. middle. Yeah. He runs into yeah. the end zone. Nice. Touchdown. Nice. Bengals. And now he does a jungle jump into the crowd, sitting with the fans after scoring a go-ahead touchdown with 534 left in the third quarter. I think on offense we we, we played okay. Uh, we still got to be better in, in a lot of areas. I got to be better. We got to be better as, as an offense. We got to uh, not have as many pre-snap penalties. Um, so there's a lot, a lot, a lot to improve on. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending... It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. Bengals radio on the call. Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow after the win. Hey, for the Bengals, you'll take a W any way you can get it. And so this was not pretty. This was not thrilling. There wasn't a bunch of highlights in it. But at the end of the day, there's a one in the win column and not a zero. And that's ultimately all that matters. And I thought the most telling thing was after the game last night, when Laura Rutledge asked Joe Burrow about the calf, and he basically said, you know what, we got through tonight. And I think what last night was really about was they had to weigh, Joe, your calf isn't right. Do we just wait this out until you're ready to go? But if we do that, we risk 0-3. So what's more significant? Making sure we get the win or making sure you're right. And they valued and viewed getting the win as the most important thing last night. So thank goodness from a Bengal standpoint, they got that. Because they took a calculated risk. They know he's not right. They know he needs to be off it. They know he needs rest. They just couldn't afford 0-3. And that therein lie the issue with losing the first two weeks. Every step about Burrow coming back has been a calculated risk. He pulled that Achilles early in camp. He didn't play at all in camp. And when he came back for the, the opener, the decision was, do we risk this at less than 100% or do we just take the L and wait until you get, get right? And they dug themselves a hole in two ways. He played and they also didn't win. So that was kind of the season last night for the Bengals. It really was. I mean, 0-3 is significantly difficult to dig out of, but also when you know for the time being, Burrow's just not going to be right. So if you're not winning and he's not healthy, you're completely screwed. They get the win last night. I think what's significant also about last night's win by the, the Bengals is the reminder their defense can be really good. And Burrow and Chase get all of the attention and their offense has been fun to watch the last couple of years. But defensively, their balance, their ability to get to the quarterback, the way that they were get, they were putting pressure on Matthew Stafford all night long. Lou Anarumo did such a good job last night dialing up some complex looks for Stafford of that Rams offense. 
that kept them off balance all night that it didn't take much for the Bengals' offense to put on the board. Now, how often is that going to happen? Who knows? But they've got a pretty damn good defense, and they really needed to step up in the wake of however long it's going to take, if at all, until Burrow plays at 100%. Also, a couple of aesthetic notes. God, I love those Bengals uniforms. The all-white Snow Tiger unis are the best alternate uniforms in the NFL. Now, that's taken out the throwbacks, because you know me, I love the throwbacks. But if you took out the throwbacks, any of the alternate jerseys, the third jerseys, etc., those are the best. They are clean. They are sharp. They obviously have a, a nod to the team itself and 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 the the aesthetics that the team normally brings to the table, the tiger stripes. I just I love those uniforms. And last night, Chad Ochocinco and Boomer Esiason getting into the Bengals Ring of Honor, and Ochocinco wearing the old Bengals style jersey, not his his era, but before that, the '80s and '90s style era. I just I love that uniform. I loved it. And so last night was just aesthetically a beautiful night with everything happening with the Bengals. And they get the victory, although the game itself was not aesthetically pleasing. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Or on Twitter, DA on CBS. And the other Monday night game, the Eagles end up defeating the Buccaneers and it wasn't much of a match. It wasn't much of a game all night long. The the Bucks just struggled mightily to move the football. And, you know, the Buccaneers, I think are pretty fraudulent in terms of their record of this year, their start to the year. They're not terrible, but they're also not good. And so you looked at two and O and said, Oh, maybe, but not really. They're not at that, they're not at that caliber that the Eagles are at, and, and Philadelphia did not play a great game either. But Philadelphia has so much talent. They're so well-coordinated and coached that they kind of know they can go through the motions and beat a team when they play at 75%. I'm not even sure last night was 75%. That felt to me like it was an Eagles 65% clip of what they really could be, and they still won by two touchdowns, and it still really was never a game. So Philly's Philly's really in a great spot that they are 3-0, and and they haven't played anything close to their best football yet. And maybe it's a Super Bowl hangover. Maybe it's the loss of two coordinators. Maybe it's a really great team that knows there's a time to flip the switch later on in the season, and now it's not the time. But whatever the case is, the Eagles are far from a finished product, and yet they can look around and say, yeah, we're still undefeated, one of the only undefeated teams in the NFL already. There is pretty clearly a strata of developing in the NFL, and there are the undefeated teams that you know are great. The Eagles are going to be great. The Niners are going to be great. And I think the Dolphins can be great. The Chiefs are going to be great at some point in time, and they're 2-1. and one. But everybody else, nobody else is undefeated. You get only three undefeateds now. 
Dolphins, Eagles, and Niners. And then suddenly you just, it's only late September and you can already kind of start seeing separation gaps like the, the Buccaneers last night. 2-0, and they're not one of the best teams in football. They're 2-1, and they have a good record, but you just know when the season ends, we're not going to be talking about them as a real contender to make a Super Bowl. You already start seeing who's going to start rising to the top. Although it's a long season, injuries, parity, what have you. But you kind of already have a sense of the teams that really will have a shot and and the ones that won't. And the winners last night, I still think, will have a shot at the end, Bengals and Eagles. And they actually were my, my two teams to play in the Super Bowl before the season. We'll see. 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. We're back on the simulcast. And Pete the Body Bellotti is back as well. What has happened to this station? Three weeks of paternity leave has now wrapped up. And the body is back in the chair. How's it feel to be back in the studios? I'm getting used to some things uh-huh. that have changed uh, in the control room. They changed stuff on you within they three weeks? They changed the TV in here. And they... Uh, but I figured it out. Okay. We're, we're good. We're good. Okay. Everything's good. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it feels good to be back. Okay. You know, stuff to trash. Uh, <laughs> I learned some things over the last three weeks. You know, a lot of things. And, uh, you know, good to see everybody. <laughs> is it, is it the paternity leave where by yesterday you were like, get me back to work? Uh, it had to be kind of stressful taking yes. care of two kids. Uh, yeah. Friday, maybe. Because your wife went back to work. Bridget went back to work. She's a teacher. So that's why it's synchronized. It's synced up with this type of, of timing. And so you were in charge of two kids, a four-month-old and Timmy as well, for three weeks on your own. That's that's super dad kind of stuff. Yeah, week and a half of, of them without any schooling. So no Timmy in school. So a week and a half of that. And then the other half was just was Timmy in school and Carrie with me. So it was a lot of bonding with Carrie and a lot of taking naps. Nice. Because she took a nap. I took a nap. <laughs> took advantage of that. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was – once you get in a rhythm, it's fine. Yeah. And and I got into that rhythm, and I was really rolling with it. And then, hey, I'm coming back now. So well, we when, when Timmy was not going to school, that must have been survive in advance every single day. Oh, yeah. It, it was – yeah. It was make sure one is good, then work on the other one. It was like back and forth. Yeah. And then by the time you were sitting down on the couch, uh, it was 3 o'clock and Bridget was home. <laughs> <laughs> a lot what, of fun. There you go. When we come back here on the show, we've got sound check, your best audio of the day. Bill Belichick asked about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and a battle breaking out on New York radio over Zach Wilson. Stand by. It's coming up next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, oh. And even.
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. And this portion of the show brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck at a timeshare? Want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now. Get a free timeshare exit information kit at Wesley Financial Group. Com. Welcome back, everybody. As always, you can listen to the show in podcast form. The full four hours are the best of the show. Always available. We begin sound check with Bill Belichick on the Greg Hill Show on WEEI in Boston. Asked about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Swifty to Swifty. Uh, Taylor Swift was in attendance to watch Travis Kelsey's game with his mom in the box. Seems like they may be the new it couple. Where do you fall on that? <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, power couple in the NFL. Well, I would say that Travis Kelsey's had a lot Kelsey's had a lot of big catches in his career. <laughs> this would be the biggest. Nailed it. Oh, yeah, pretty big. Loving him was red. <laughs> it's a good line. And it makes me wonder if Bill Belichick had prepared that line. Because I mean, Bill's not exactly media friendly. And here he is with a pun, a joke, a punchline about Kelsey Swift. Did somebody write that for him? Did Ernie Adams write his jokes? Is he SAG after strike is over now, so maybe he's got a writer employed? That's a pretty good line. Also, Belichick does like Taylor Swift, has complimented her before about her vigor in her concert and how she performs three, three and a half hour concert. And my conspiracy theory is that Bill Belichick knows his team's not very good. And now toward the end of his career to help curry favor for his legacy, for how he's remembered because he's not going to be winning Super Bowls anytime soon. He's starting to be friendly with the media. And we've seen him open up a little bit over the last two to three seasons. And I, I see a direct correlation with team's not that good anymore. He's still employed. He gets nicer with the media. When the team was great, he could afford to be, you know, Oscar the Grouch. Everything in New York is intense. And honestly, what goes on down the hall just sometimes feels like an entire different world. I don't know how Mraz survives this every single day. I really don't. It just... Me and Bogues joked about this a couple of weeks ago. You know, we come in, we play a few sounders, make a few jokes, have some funnies for four hours. We're on with our lives. Down there, it's like a war zone. It just is every day, some type of bloods versus crypts. Who's going to get stabbed over what now? And Mraz has been in the middle of it. And now 
the Zach Wilson thing is making people go crazy. Because Joe Beningo is a lifelong Jets fan. He's an old-school Jets fan, dating back to the Broadway Joe days. He's been a host on the fan for a long, long time, except he retired. And now they bring him back, I guess, just to, like, erupt with lava after losses. He has a weekly spot post-Jet games so he can vent. Yes. So, since all they do is lose, basically every Monday you tune in just to hear him yell. Yep. And he's obviously upset about the Jets and Zach Wilson. Tiki is on the show. Is Merez on the show at this point? I was he in studio with them. I, he was working yesterday. Okay. I don't know if I don't know if he gets to talk to Joe directly, but he was present for this. Okay, so he's present. So Tiki calls games for CBS Sports. So I guess Tiki was calling Commanders Bills this past week. Correct. Weekend. So Joe Beningo, who's a huge Jets fan, is irate, and he takes a shot at Tiki not really caring about the Jets. You'll hear some of the angst. What you won't see or won't hear is Tiki takes off the headphones and looks at the camera and says, that's BS. Here's the quote. The Niners dumped the number one draft choice after a year and a half or two years because they knew he couldn't play. Bingo. And my team continues to trot out this. It's not that they knew he couldn't play. Tiki, let me tell you right now. They knew that you hate the Jets. You would love to see the Jets go two and fifteen. Stop it. I love you're a giant. If this was the situation with the Giants, you'd be screaming to get Wilson the hell out of there. First of all, so don't give me this nonsense. All right. I never scream because I watch and I analyze. And okay, I, well, you and can I, analyze I, all I, you want, but maybe, maybe you, look, you look, why things all are I know happening. is this. Yesterday, you were in Washington with the Commanders and the Bills, okay? Were you not? I was. Okay, so don't give me this nonsense how you're analyzing Zach Wilson. Okay, I don't want to hear it. All right. It's BS. All right, Joe. He, Sounds he good. Stinks. I'm turning my mic off, buddy. Here, he stinks. No, no, but here's what I know that frustrates me related to a point you just made. You've annoyed Tiki with what you oh, said. Oh, you like it being, well, I'm sorry. You, I'm annoyed. No, you know who's annoyed me? No, I am too. And I'm not fairness. annoyed at Tiki, but I'm annoyed at the whole freaking situation, bro. No, I am too, but in fairness to him, he is watching the games. I understand. And he is trying to be fair with okay. his analysis. Okay. I don't but think I, he hates our team. I haven't learned okay, that. Okay, right. next to all him. All right, so you know what? Then I apologize to Tiki. All right. Can you but tell I, Tiki uh, Joe's sorry? I don't mean to take it out on him, but I've had enough. I don't get that. Well, tell him to come back so I can apologize. Can you tell him back and tell I'm going to come back. Joe wants to Get apologize. In here. You, know? I, you know. You got to understand where I am no, right I, now, man. I'm I not in a good place. What is wrong with everybody down there? <laughs> what is... What? Everybody's gone crazy. I didn't know that Tiki could get mad. I think that's the headline here. I didn't. I thought Tiki was impervious to frustration, and then he made Tiki curse? Well, Joe B basically said... You're not doing your job. Yeah. Yeah. You don't care. Yeah. Meantime, Tiki's flying down or taking the Amtrak or whatever down to D.C., preparing for an entirely different football game, which means meetings and conversations and studying and notes, people in his ear. Like, that's a stressful job to do all of that. You're there for probably a five, six-hour day. Then he's got to make sure he watches the tape either that night on the train back or whatever or in the morning to prepare for the show, which I'm sure he does because Tiki – definitely cares about the job so he's got to watch that so he's definitely he's definitely watching the film and then you know joe b's basically saying you don't care you don't watch it's bs 
and you're basically rooting against the Jets, which I don't think is true either because I think Tiki's got friends on the Jets staff, so I don't think he's rooting against them anyway. So that's that's what it would take to get Tiki upset, and I understand why he did get upset. Oh, oh no, it was it was warranted. I would have been I would have had the same feelings. I just thought Tiki had a much longer fuse than that. I've never heard him angry before. It's just why is everything down there like everyone loses their mind every day? I don't know. It's like uh, Lord of the Flies. Is that a, is that the correct reference? I, I was thinking that like since if radio shows with video games, it would be Mortal Kombat over there. Yeah. Over here is like Animal Crossings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're just trying to just you know, collect our farm animals yeah. and collect I'm our... I'm over here with my cornfield. Yeah. yeah, we're just, you know, having a nice old time over there. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's fatalities, flawless <laughs> victories over at WFAN. And it's off the air. It's on the air. You, We know things. They know... Th- I mean, it's it's nonstop. And... It's exhausting. Except for Jack, we're having fun with everybody that we take, put into our crosshairs. But that's, that's mean and personal, and it's 50 feet away from here. Well, I, I think the... The, the line that got Tiki was how Joe really didn't care what game he did. You were in Washington with the Commanders. The Commanders. <laughs> okay, were you not? I right. was. Okay. Commanders. Totally dismissive of whatever the game was. Don't yeah. care. Don't care. You didn't watch the Jets. That's, well, he, that's how he, he. That's how that sounded. He you're was right. saying that you, you're not doing your job. He was saying that you couldn't have watched the Jets game because you were doing Commanders Bills. <laughs> so... And that's, I mean, that's a pretty heavy statement. It is. Now, look, I think that Joe B is such kind of a crazy character. He's basically Fireman Ed that it's, I don't think you should take any of that seriously. You know, so Tiki should probably just be like, yeah, whatever, Joe. I mean, go ahead, vent, yell. But he's also 80. He probably doesn't realize there's 14 ways for Tiki to watch the game (laughs) not live. Just because he missed it because Commander's Bills was going on at the same time right, doesn't mean he the, missed it. That's the easy retort. What, you think, Joe, I can't re-watch the game? <laughs> I, know, I didn't watch it this morning. You know how many times Tiki's had to hear Joe <laughs> between last year and this year? Yeah. He's probably at his breaking point. Yeah. But again, I mean, that's such a good call by EJ. It's Mortal Kombat 50 feet away, and here it's Animal Crossing. We're just eating jars of peanut butter around here. (laughs) (laughs) It's inbounds, out of bounds. You know. Which 40 are we going to do football at? That's the big question. (laughs) Which 40? I mean, can Zach say Titans correctly? (laughs) This is the extent of the stress around here at CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, Shep, close an internet tab is the meanest thing we say. Speaking of that, <laughs> I listened to a lot of Ion football this, uh, over my sabbatical. Why okay. do you not like yourself? <laughs> my God, I'd rather him say the Titans wrong. <laughs> the way the way he tried to pronounce it the real way oh, so is now, horrible. Now you're beating up Zach for trying to fix because it's, because it sounds so bad. <laughs> it sounds so forced. <laughs> it's it's stop and start. By the way, not nice of you to say, why do you hate yourself, to listen to our <laughs> flagship football show here on CBS Sports Radio. That, that I produce, by the way. Yeah, that EJ produces. <laughs> I stand by my statement. Come on. 
I understand. All I'm saying is that Pete gets stressed enough about the shows that he's a part of. He doesn't need to then listen to Zach Gelb <laughs> and be mad about T's and D's on a Sunday while he's on paternity leave. Hey, you're right, actually. I, I should not have listened to <laughs> because I heard that and I almost lost my mind. Yeah, you need information on a football Sunday. That's where you go. But you need to break. You need to You need to fully disconnect. I should have watched the movie. And with the way the Jets were playing, I should have watched the movie <laughs> during football Sunday. Okay, so that is fair. But that's a good show. Iron Football is a good show. They whip around coverage. I like the act version better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In what universe? <laughs> What, you want your highlights from the Commanders and Bills from Ack? And finally, finally, here's Usher. Yeah, that's right. Here is Usher. I'm just reading this now. Usher serenades Gabrielle Union in a concert and then remembers Dwayne Wade is right next to her and he says he doesn't want to get beaten up. All right, so I didn't see this video. Kind of hard to hear, but describe this to me, EJ. So Usher's performing in Miami and Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade are... Front so center? Yeah, so they're like they're like sitting front row basically. And Usher's been doing this thing where he's been like, you know, serenading these women. I guess kind of like how the you know Teddy Pendergrasses of the world used to do back in the 60s and 70s. And it's gotten people in trouble. Like Kiki Palmer's boyfriend broke up with her over her him singing to Kiki Palmer. <laughs> really? That was a oh, it was a huge deal. And so here, Usher is now doing the same thing with Gabrielle Union, but Dwayne Wade's standing right there, and he's like, wait, 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 let me not do this. Dwayne Wade could rip my head off and dunk it like a basketball. So I'm going to stop now, which it just shows like, hey, Usher, his hands work for some people, but maybe not for Dwayne Wade. He's not trying to have those problems. Wow. So his hands work for some people. So Usher is such, he is such a sex symbol. He is so attractive that he can stand on stage and just croon looking into your eyes and basically you are powerless over it and your boyfriends, your husbands break up and divorce you because that basically is a relationship, him just singing to you. It, it's it's become like, again, the, the, the current day Teddy Prendergast, I'm going to steal your girl type of thing. It's like Sinatra. Yeah. And here, though, he tried the maybe the ultimate play, which was now someone like Gabrielle Union, who's married to an NBA Hall of Famer, and then he realized, oh, my powers don't work against this this person. And traditional good guy, right? I mean, everybody yeah. kind of thinks Dwayne Wade's a pretty good guy. I'll tell you, Bourbon Bell loves Usher. Loves Usher. Probably if I was in the front row and Usher started singing at her, she wouldn't even look at me. She would just walk on stage. <laughs> and I would be like, uh, and where? You going to take an Uber home? Okay. <laughs> That'd be some story of... Coach O was connected to AJ, and the second baby <laughs> might be Usher's. <laughs> Man, AJ, you seem to have Usher's eyes. <laughs> Where'd you get that velvety smooth voice from? <laughs> you, you have an amazing onstage presence. <laughs> Your dance moves are incredible. But yeah, you even have a meme about it. 
you also sound like Coach O when you cry. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, I want a bottle again. I'm hungry again, Daddy. You sound what? like a Cajun usher. <laughs> this is weird, but makes total sense. <laughs> but not the usher that works at a stadium and arena. No, the, the one that the steals The pop chicks. star. <laughs> Daddy, more formula. <laughs> Police. <laughs> Police. <laughs> Ham sandwich, Daddy. Police. I still need a Halloween costume for the show. Maybe Cajun Usher is the way to go. I can pull go back my show. Yeah. I can pull back my clipboard that I use when I was pee. That could be my 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 play sheet as Coach O. There you go. Yeah. Repurposing costumes. Exactly. <laughs> All right, that is your sound check. Drew tweets in, that Joe B guy on the Jets gives me so much anxiety. Hashtag trash him. Washington with the commanders and the Bills, okay? Were you not? I was. Okay. New York Sports Radio is just that. It is 24 hours of anxiety and agita. That's it. That's all that is. Andrew Bogish is a kind sir and has our headline. And they're sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. A dose of reality for Baker Mayfield and his Buccaneers last night, courtesy of the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Tampa scored just three points through three quarters. Baker threw for only 146 yards, one touchdown, one pick. He's on to New Orleans. Disappointing as a whole just because we didn't win the game, but a uh, short week for us. Uh, we've got, got a divisional opponent coming up, and so got to look in the mirror, get things fixed, and move on. Can't have time to, to lick our wounds. What kind of opponent did you say? Uh, division opponent? Oh, division. Yeah, yeah. I thought he said original opponent. <laughs> no, 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 divisional. <laughs> like hockey's original six? Uh, the Eagles, meanwhile, are 3-0 and after the 25-11 final. Origami. An NFL game had never, ever before ended with the score of 25-11. Jalen Hurts playing through flu-like symptoms, a touchdown running, and throwing with two interceptions. And then we had those snow leopards hosting the Rams since he avoiding 0-3 with the 19-16 decision. Joe Mixon's go-ahead 14-yard run late third quarter was their first lead of the season Joe Burrow threw it 49 times on that bad calf. His head coach, Zach Taylor. He's always a guy that it's appreciated when your quarterback goes out there and is dealing with something as significant as he was and and uh, able to battle through it, throw the ball 40-something times. Um, you know, so that was, that was really, you know, escaped a couple pressures too and got the ball out of his hand. So that was big time. This is Burrow's first career win without a touchdown pass. Raiders QB Jimmy Garoppolo's in concussion protocols after Sunday night football. Niners wideout Brandon Ayuk practiced yesterday after missing Thursday night football with a shoulder issue. And Chargers wideout Mike Williams did tear his ACL in Sunday's win in Minnesota. Brutal. Brutal. Brutal yeah. loss for the Chargers. We got to disband them. They just need to be broken up. And Mike Williams was the guy that got injured in week 18 last Correct. year. In unnecessary fashion. He didn't need to play. The Chargers didn't need to win that game. Then got injured going into the playoff game. And I had him on the show in the preseason and asked him about that. And he was like, yeah, you know, probably in retrospect, I shouldn't have played. But now, before September's over, he's out for the season. Awful. 
NBA media days are next week with a new season looming. That is the assumed deadline for a Damian Lillard trade out of Portland. The Raptors, apparently the front runners at the moment, although nothing is imminent. Now, shame on me for not finding a spot for this yesterday. Sunday might have been Joey Votto's final home game as a Red. Maybe he retires. Maybe he plays somewhere else. Votto singled in his last at-bat, got a standing ovation when removed for a pinch hitter, Mm -hmm. then addressed his adoring fans and the nation post-game. I can't tell you how much I love what I do, and I can't tell you how much it means to play in front of everyone here in Cincinnati as a Red. Uh, What a gift. What a tremendous gift. So thank you. Thank you. Joey, you're the gift. Votto and the what? Reds are two and a half games away from the last NL wild card with five games left for them. What a gift. They lost all the time. How's that a gift? <laughs> well, he's a perennial all-star. He stayed his whole career at Cincinnati. Wait, did you miss this? Did you miss this joke? This was when I was off okay. that Velotti that hates Joey Irrationally. Votto. Yeah, <laughs> it's not irrational. It's he's so overrated. It's not even funny. You think so? Yes, the guy. They talking about the Hall of Fame with him. He had one All Star appearance. No, no, no. Oh has, no, no. He had one Gold Glove. He had, he had and, six All Star appearances. Right, and one Gold Glove, and has three hundred fifty six home runs for a first baseman. I mean, get lost in a hitter's park. Get lost. <laughs> wow, I remember hearing about Pete hating Joey Votto. I would think Joey Votto is the exact type of guy Pete would appreciate. <laughs> right? Kind of smaller market, overlooked most of his career. Modest, humble. Stayed in one place the entire right? career instead of forcing his way out, even though they lost a lot. Remember, the, the Reds were not bad. They won the division a couple of times with Votto, probably 10 years ago or so. Probably 10 years ago. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, they didn't win. They haven't won at all. It was the NL North back then. Right. <laughs> we had two divisions in each league. They had some decent teams. Remember, it was Cueto, Jay Bruce. Yeah. Vado. Rose Bench. Chris Sabo. <laughs> Lou Pinello was the manager. Rose Bench. The big red machine. Rose Bench. Horrible. Just horrible. So overrated. I mean, the guy might be a great guy. The last time I, the the biggest thing I remember from him is when he was arguing with fans was sitting in the front row. I forgot when that was. And, but that turned me off to him. Enough. It's like he was never gone. Oh. Hall of Fame. I mean, get lost. What are we doing? What are we doing with the Hall of Fame? This is hysterical, by the way, because as you were playing that clip, I was going to come on and be like, so do you guys think he's Hall of Fame? <laughs> no, I, no chance. I had no idea there was this much fury. So much. No chance. Keith Hernandez and, uh, and Don Magley are banging on the door to get in the Hall of Fame. And this guy is, oh, is he a Hall of Famer? He's nowhere near Can- uh, Canton. Nowhere near Cooperstown. They might waive the five-year wait for Votto. He's that good. <laughs> Maybe put him in Canton. Don't put him in Cooperstown. <laughs> One gold glove. Batting 296, 356 home runs. You gotta be kidding me. He knows the numbers is right off the top of his head. Like he just he knows. Joey Bottles is up. I never seen anything like it. On bad teams, too. I think you might be uh, misgaging the push to get Votto. Misgaging what, bogus? What am I misgaging? I mean, A, he hasn't retired yet. 
B, he's not eligible. C, no one's voted for him yet. Well, maybe he'll do that one of those 30-year careers <laughs> where he gets him just because he piles on numbers. <laughs> Put him in Canton. <laughs> Put him in Cooperstown. He doesn't deserve to be there. Oh, man, that's too good. That's ridiculous. I hear all that yesterday <laughs> before I got back here. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, that was better than expected. Oh, that was so good. Want to hear about the Rangers last night? They no. won in Anaheim. The Astros won in Seattle. 5-1 finals for both. Texas remains two and a half games clear of Houston atop the AL West. The Strohs now a game and a half better than Seattle for the last wild card spot. DA, back to you. Thank you, Bogues. When we come back, what's going on with J.C. Jackson? Speaking of the Chargers, DA, CBS Sports Radio. Laughter is the only medicine. <laughs> The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. We apologize for technical difficulties. The YouTube stream is not working correctly right now. And sounds like for those of you watching on Twitch, there is not audio of everybody. Sounds like EJ and Bogues audio is not correctly working. So anyway, engineers are working on this. Maybe the, the hamster on the wheel passed out overnight or something like that so i don't know what they did in here ridiculous how about send out a note maybe, maybe the mortal combat uh people took out our animal crosses hamster animal crosses hamster <laughs> jc jackson was an all pro his final year in new england with the patriots and was second in the NFL with eight interceptions. And so he becomes a free agent, and the Patriots do not re-sign him. The Chargers swoop in, and at 27 years old, figure he's going to be a standout shutdown corner for us for a long time. And the Chargers don't traditionally spend a ton of money in free agency, but they felt like, okay, we've got a window here, Justin Herbert, so let's spend on the defense. And they spend $82 bucks on J.C. Jackson. Since he signed before the last season, it's been just one big headache for the Chargers. He's either been injured or ineffective, and now it's taken another turn for the worse. As J.C. Jackson was scratched from Sunday's win in Minnesota, did not play. The next day, an arrest warrant issued for him in Massachusetts. It's because he did not pay a $600 fine or attend a four-hour class in reckless driving from a charge stemming from 2021 when he was driving 100 miles an hour on Route 1 in South Attleboro, Massachusetts, when he was a member of the Patriots. The most amazing thing about this story is the fact that he was able to get up to triple digits on Route 1. If you've ever been on Route 1 <laughs> around Boston, I mean, it's a crawl. I don't know what time of the day this was and what Half a mile stretch he was on. It's impossible to get to 100 miles an hour on Route 1. She got a key to the city. Incredible. So he gets hit with reckless driving, doesn't attend the class, doesn't pay the fine, doesn't care. This is the third time he was in legal trouble. He had a nonviolent family issue when he was with the Patriots. And also in Florida in 2015, was arrested on suspicion of robbery and burglary, but found not guilty. It's been one massive headache for the Chargers. And this is a situation, this is a scenario, where it just feels like Belichick realized he had gotten what he could get out of him and then got out of that deal 
one year early versus one year late. And the Patriots are not very good right now, and Bill Belichick's not a very good roster builder these days, but this is the type of thing that the Patriots have traditionally done very well under Bill's watch. Use what they can get out of guys, and then right before the drop-off, or right before they go zany, get out of the deal. They did this with Randy Moss to the most perfect degree. Before he was in New England, dogged it in Oakland, didn't show up to practice, was a head case, all that. Comes to New England, they get a couple of Super Bowl runs out of him. Unbelievable record-breaking season. He has all these incredible catches. The moment he's starting to become a headache, just a little bit, they're like, okay, we're done here. Ship him out. They get a fourth rounder from the Titans, and that's it. And then after that, you know, he's a shell of himself. They know exactly when to give up on certain guys. Now, they didn't know the right time to give up on Tom Brady. They should have brought him back, obviously. But for J.C. Jackson, the Pats got out in time, and now the Chargers are reaping the opposite of whatever benefits are. When we come back here on the show, in the NFL, nobody's quarterback situation is as ugly as the Jets. And Joe Namath knows it's coming up next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 